Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. It's the only Arsenal podcast that counts. By Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus and I'm joined tonight by Manny and Mike. We're going to cover the preview of the Leicester game, go around the leagues, the Guna debate and the Prediction League. Enjoy the show. on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too. Good evening lads, how are we? Um, I'm joined as I said uh, by Manny and Mike. Um, Mike, you okay? I'm good, thank you very much. And um, Manny, how are we doing? I am so glad the international break is over. Uh, oh, we've got no we got no football for the weekend either, though. You know what? I will gladly watch some Premier League matches compared to Burton Albion and, and Shrewsbury and wherever else was on. I didn't. This I didn't even watch Ireland's two games. We lost, but I didn't even watch Ireland's two games in this stupid tournament, the League of Nations. I haven't League watched Nations any League. football over this break either. No, no, me neither. Didn't it's watch been... the England game. Nothing. No, no. So we have a name change for you, Scunny. Um, you're now just going to be called Mike from now on. No, he's on. not. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we don't have to distinguish so much anymore because, unfortunately, uh, Boston Ozil, Mike in Boston, um, he has had a, a really good promotion in work and the workload and the time difference between the UK and the East Coast of America means that when we record these at night, it's like half six, seven o'clock of, of an evening. It's in the middle of his day. And it t- these, these take about 90 minutes to do a, a, an hour podcast. Um, and it's a lot of a lot to take out of a guy's work day. Um, he did stick with us for quite a way through the beginning. And it was myself and himself who got this started. So we wouldn't be here without uh, Boston Mike. Um, he's not going to disappear completely. Uh, we're still going to get his predictions every week. And as and when work allows, we'll do some, maybe I'll do some with him. And we'll do something uh, when it works with his time. Because he, he just can't take time out of work. But Mike, from, from me, thanks very much. I'm glad we started this. And uh, we'll continue continue on as we left off so mike you're now mike uh, sounds like i've got some small shoes to fill <laughs> <laughs> see now he, who he, am look, i gonna have he's portuguese he's, he's not they're never that tall whoa, whoa, whoa i just said small shoes i didn't say about height <laughs> <laughs> i let you lot dig that hole you started it whoa who else am i gonna have friendly a banter with and then disagreements and stuff. Fergus, you're gonna to have to take his spot. Steve, big Steve, he, he's a shaka lover. Nah, nah, not like Mike though. Nah, it's it's not the same. I'm Johnny to... is a bit of jo- Johnny's a bit of a um, a challenge for you, isn't he? No, no. Oh, Mike was different. Mike was different. I don't know what it was. All right, I don't know what it was, but. Yeah, I just liked having a go at him. Well, we can still we can still mention and have a go at him every now and then, and it will just it will just um, it'll wind him up and goad him to c- come on more, and he'll be sitting in his office listening to this, and uh, you know <laughs> he'll be going, ah shit, I need to get on, I need to get on, I need to get on. Yeah, so 
we have Premier League football back, and we were just saying like so. It just seems so long. Uh, we're not until Monday night. It's Arsenal versus Le- Leicester on Monday night. The last time we played Leicester, it was three-one uh, in Leicester's favour, and Wenger suffered his first defeat against Leicester in all competitions, uh, and it, w- it was their twenty-third meeting. We've got a new manager, new head coach um, in Unai Emery. Our record over those last. Uh, 23 games was 114 drawn 8 and lost 1 hopefully it will stay like that but even last season it was the opening game of the season that we had it and it was 4-3 and we we came back from being um, 3-2 down with uh, Vardy I think at a penalty from memory and Rambo and Giroud both scored late on and Lacazette scored on his debut against Leicester in that game uh, and it was one of the fastest debut goals. It was only took him two minutes. It was his second shot, a touch of the game, and his first shot. Only uh, TV Bifoma, I think his name is, um, who came on for his Premier League a league debut at West Brom at half time, scored after just 36 seconds. So um, it's been exciting games over over the time. And, and I can remember. Uh, Welbeck scoring the year before, and that was nuts. We thought we were going to go on to win the league, and Leicester went on to win the league. So, what do you think about the lineups? Who, who, who do you think there's going to be any changes, or do you think, you know, who do you think will start for us? Manny, go ahead. Um, oh boy. Well, I, I think Ozil will come back in, um, even though I don't want him to. To be honest, um, I kind of like the um, the formation we started with um, against Fulham. Uh, Four four two, and you know we just looked more fluid, if that makes sense. But um, I think Ozil will come back in. Um, I hope Ramsey doesn't come back in either, because that just means you know square pegs and round holes all over again. Um, I don't know what's going on with Welbeck. Um, I know he was called up to England, but he didn't. Um, he picked up a knock or something, so I don't know what's going on there. And Socrates came back um, with an ankle knock as well, so I think it will be. Uh, Leno and Goal, Bellerin, Mustafi Holden, Monreal, uh, Torreira, Xhaka. Um, they work. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, it will be, I hope. Um, Mkhitaryan, and I'm really hoping that he starts with Aubameyang and Lacazette up top. Because um, it worked, you know, with Walbeck and, and Lacazette, you know, up top against Fulham. It worked, so I want to see more of that. Mike, anything different without going through the whole lot? Uh, no. In all honesty, I can see it being the same as what he started with before, uh, the four-two-three-one formation with a bang Miyang and not a Wobi. Okay. Uh, without, without going further into it, uh, I can't see it being much change from that. If it is, I, I'll be quite happy with that. I agree with Manny in some respect with the four-four-two formation against Fulham. It, it worked really well. But I just, I think with it being Leicester and... They are quite quick on the counter attacks. I think maybe he'll do the four-two-three-one. Yeah, I was going to say like, what's your expectations of the game, and 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 where do you th- see the threat from 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 Leicester? Well, even if I know they've lost Mares this year, but they're still, they still they still have that threat kicking about in Vardy. Um, I'm just trying to think who else is. Namari <laughs> Gray is not bad. Yeah, he's decent. And their midfield guy is it Iheanacho? Is it? He's a striker, Fergus. Iheanacho's a striker. Jesus, oh. he started already. 
You're thinking of uh, Ndidi. Oh, okay, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, thank you. Thank you yeah, for They've also got me. that threat from corners, aren't they, from the two centre-backs in Maguire and... Uh, oh, what's his name? Morgan. That's the one. Morgan, so they've always yeah. got that threat there as well. We're not doing very well with names, are we? You're not doing very well with names. I just can't remember them. <laughs> I'm not getting them wrong this week so far. <laughs> I, I, I can remember them, but I just can't pronounce them. That's normally normally my thing. Um, expectations, goal-wise, do you think it's going to be a goal fest? I think... You know, it should, in theory, be a good game. Most of the players uh, have had a long rest. They will, the last ones will have played last night on international duty, if, the, if there's a few that have played. Um, and, uh, you know, we're not playing till Monday, so they'll, they'll have time to come back, have a bit of rest, have some more tra- training with the, with the team and out on a Monday night. So from that point of view, the advantage of a Monday night I'm hoping that we're going to see some goals. I hope so too. We should do. Uh, it's always been a high-scoring game. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's not going to be too high-scoring. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting, and I, I'm going to go with a, a match prediction on this one. I'm going to go for two nil uh, to the Arsenal. And I know uh, Mike in Boston, one of his parting texts was uh, he'll continue doing the, his prediction on behalf of the USA. Mm. Um, and uh, he's predicted 2-0 as well. So, uh, Mike, what is your prediction? Uh, mine would be 3-1. 3-1 to Arsenal. To the Arsenal, yeah, yeah. to the Arsenal. Um, I, I actually, I'm assuming that it's to the Arsenal because I can see I'd us winning. I'd never say they're going to lose. I'd rather get the prediction wrong. Yeah, you know what? If it was City or something like that, sometimes you do. You do. No, pre- I'd, still, I'd still say we're going to win that, even though... It's going to be a tough one, and we know we lost our first game against them. I'd always say Arsenal will win. And Manny? You've always got to be positive. Mm, uh, I second Mike's prediction on this one. 3-1. So the Prediction League, looking at the Prediction League, the scores on doors are... I'm on 12 points. Uh, Mike USA is on 13 points. The guests are on 10 points. And Manny, you still remain on 14 points, so you're currently in the lead. Um, so, anybody see that tackle? That tackle by uh, Torreira? Hell yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> setting, the, setting the tone for um, for the upcoming derby. I loved it. I loved it. Hell yeah. He's starting to, he's starting to fill the boots of what we want as, a, as an Arsenal player. A bit like um, Coughlin tried to be and... Um, uh, Fring Pong, where they saw anybody who was Tottenham, and they just they just went for them. <laughs> Do you not oh, think? Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I th- you know what? To be fair, I don't. I don't think it would have mattered if it was son. AK, I called him daughter. Like, you know, it just works for me. It, it wouldn't have mattered if it was him. It wouldn't have mattered if it was any other Korean player. I think Torero would have dealt with them the same way. So I, I just think he's that kind of guy it's like you've got something that belongs to me which is the ball and i'm going to take it i love that mentality love it mike what did you make of it i thought it was amazing and like manny said there don't matter who it was but the glory thing of it was it was a spud and that makes it even better 
there's um, a, a video compilation that was put out on one of the platforms. Um, I'll see if I can I can put it onto Guns and Yellow Ribbons Facebook page and maybe Twitter as well. And it just shows uh, how Arsenal have changed with Torreira in that midfield. He is just so aggressive. He hunts down any balls. He he's really really good in a tackle. But not only is he good in a tackle, his passing ability and his speed is is unbelievable. It's, it's his reading of the game, I think, more than anything. He, he can read the game so well. And with him being a defensive mid, it makes it just makes it all better uh, for us having him as a player. And you wouldn't... He, he doesn't look like a defensive mid because you expect a defensive mid... OK, I know, I know we got Kante and stuff like that, who, who's a small-statured fella, but um, you expect defensive mids to be tall or you know just a fast center back almost to if if you know my analogy what i mean like you know you look at vieira he was he was a brick shit house vieira was not a defensive midfielder fergus um i, I would say the person who sort of invented quote unquote um the position michael Ada was what five six he wasn't the biggest guy i'm gonna say gilberto silver for us he was only about what was he five between five seven and five ten roughly uh, he's the same size as um, Bobby Perez and Thierry Henry. I'm looking at a picture of them here as, as the Invincibles holding up... Um... Oh, is he? I thought he was only small. Yeah, no. You're thinking of Ashley Cole, who's right next to him. No, Ashley Cole's a completely different player. He's a left. No, player. I know that, but I'm looking at the picture. You can't see the picture I'm looking at. <laughs> no, well, obviously, that would help if I could see that picture. <laughs> yeah, no, my my mother-in-law, when um, when we won the uh, the... The thirty-eight gun salute in, in one of the newspapers. She uh, she laminated, and I've kept it on my wall ever since. So I've got I've got my my Arsenal shrine here in my office. So looking ahead to um, the weekend, Premier League football starts uh, starts on Saturday, and it's a bit of a corker of a game. Chelsea Man U. Anybody going to be watching that one? Yes. Yeah, I'll yes. watch it. I told you, I've been waiting for Premier League football to come back for ages. This international break has dragged for so long. So, yes, I will be watching that game. I'm hoping for I'm just a draw, hoping, to be fair. Well, a draw, yeah, a draw would probably do us a favour because we want Chelsea to drop a few points. Part of me wants Man United to win because uh, it keeps um, Maureen in the job for a little bit longer. They are still toxic and destroyed. Um, nah, and I want to so, see him suffer more. Yeah. yeah, but if if I'd if he love loses, to see him lose. I know, I I get it with all the whole points and everything. It'd be you know, I mean, it'd be easier for us to keep up with Chelsea if they lost. But I just want to see Maureen get absolutely destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but say say he's got a his typical he'll he'll come out to defend, 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 and he's one nil defending, and on the ninety fourth minute. Morata comes on and scores a screamer. Morata scoring a goal sounds laughable in the first place, but if he scores a screamer, that that'd be that'd be brilliant. And then Maureen just goes, ah, and, uh, it was a controversial decision, and just just make him spit more venom and bollocks that he speaks. Yeah, you can. Well, Morata scoring, oh, he's crap. Um, but we really dodged a bullet with him if we were ever interested in the first place, but. Just United winning? No, no. I just want to see Mourinho in more and more pain. You know, I want to see him go greyer. I want to see him come out in the media and talk absolute shit. I, I want to see the slow demise of Jose Mourinho. I don't want it to be quick. Slow demise. So to lose against Chelsea and win the next two games, then lose the next one. Slow demise. He deserves it. He's such a twat. 
Mm, mm. I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Another game that's on on Saturday at three o'clock looks a good game, and uh, I think there'll be people going on uh, Android devices and internet streams to watch this one because it won't be shown in the UK. Uh, West Ham versus Tottenham. Ooh. Do you think West Ham can do them? Yes. Yes, I hope it's so. It's their FA Cup final, isn't it? Oh, is it? Is it at? Is it at West Ham or is it at? Um, That's at West Ham. Oh. Oh, they'll be well, well up for it. Not only the players, but um, the the fans as well. It's a three o'clock kickoff, which is a bit unusual for for uh, a London derby to have them at three o'clock. I would have thought this one would have gone on telly. Um, you know, it, it, we've seen some crackers there over the years. Yeah, I'm hoping West Ham like stuff them like two nil or something. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's not a place much- to do it. Yeah. West Ham have, yeah. 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 Jack Wilshire, is he fit? No. <laughs> Good question. Uh, uh, he's, <laughs> I don't think yeah. he's fit at all. Well, I'm not even checking. I'm assuming he's not fit. <laughs> no, he isn't. Was he, hasn't he been out like for what, three, four weeks now? Hasn't yeah, been he out, might be back, he? though. Would he Would he be back? Wasn't it a six-week diagnosis? I think they said about game? six weeks, yeah. Oh, what, okay. did, what did he have? What's the injury? Uh, without Googling it right now, I don't know. God, bloody his hell, glass Jack. ankles, maybe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he fell over. Uh, I don't know. Fell over his wheelchair. No, oh, listen. My God. Yeah, we can say uh, that now. We can, we can. Uh, I, I, listen, I, I'm, I'm saying this slightly tongue in cheek. I did like the guy. I thought the guy's arsehole through and through, um, and I would have liked him to stay at the club. But it was probably the right thing. Uh, in the long in the long run, to to let him move on, one for himself, he get a better chance of getting her into the West Ham squad than he would get into the Arsenal squad, especially with Torreira, uh, Torreira there and uh, Shaka. He's not going to get a look in in that area. Gwenduzi as well, who's you know improving. Uh, I still don't think he's the he's the, the finished article. Don't I'll maintain that. I'll ma- hey, listen, opinions. We allowed opinions. I allow he's you 19. have yours. Allow me he's have 19. mine. Nineteen. Don't stop. It doesn't matter. He's Nineteen. It doesn't matter. Leave him alone. Listen, somebody who's uh, new into his career, Thierry Henry, he's gone back to Monaco. um, And um, he's signed as the manager. Do you think this is a good sign? Do you think he eventually will become like the Arsenal manager in, I don't know, four or five years when Emery has won the Champions League and and won the Premier League uh, as a double? And uh, he's (laughs) poached away by Real Madrid. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's a great job for him. Um, Monaco are in, are in disarray. And I think he's just going to walk into that dressing room and immediately he's going to have the respect of the players just because of who he is. But then he's got to galvanize them and get them going. It's a great job for him. It's it's, it's sentimental as well. That's where he started his career. You know, so it's only right that, like he said in his statement, you know, it's 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 only right that he would start his managerial career there. You know what I mean? Do I see him coming back to Arsenal? It all depends on how he does at Monaco. So the next four to five years are crucial. But we will see. I'll be following them. I'll be following them this season just because he's there. I don't even like Liga. It's 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 a terrible league, you know, because PSG just run over everyone. But I'll be following Monaco for sure. Mikey, I think this, this conversation came up uh, in one of our many texts that go on throughout the week about just chat, chatting and football in general. I think it was you that um, brought up this sort of question, didn't you? 
Uh, I brought up a similar... I think I did bring up some sort of this question, yeah. Uh, for In all honesty, though, I think give it time. Um, he's only just become Monaco manager. I know there's a lot of people out there, especially on social media, um, you know, in looking way, way, way probably into the future, that thinking it's going to happen tomorrow. It is like like Manny just said. He needs the time, and he, he needs to become a manager. Um, he's only been an assistant manager at Belgium, so it, it, it's it is all down to just just give him time. Let's let's not get our hopes up really that quickly. Yeah, you know it's it's quite a big job in a sense because. It, well, yeah, it's Monaco a big job, Champions League—they're gonna, you know, they, they they throw a lot of money at their players. Uh, they rotate their what I say by rotate—they they churn their players a lot quicker than, <clears throat> excuse me, than uh, many other clubs in the sense that because they can only get about seven or eight thousand in, they're never going to have huge stadium revenues and stuff like that. They're only ever their main revenue is finding somebody young and talented developing them over two or three years and flipping them and turning them out the other other way for a huge profit Mbappe and, and all that sort of uh, side of things I'm just interested though Jardine he was linked to us wasn't he and what went wrong for him oh do you know what I ain't got a clue I think when it comes down to it, losing them type of players at Monaco like Lamar, Mbappe, uh, Mendy, it it makes a difference when you you lose these type of players. Yeah, I suppose, uh, and it depends on what the scouting and stuff. If they've got ones in to replace them, I, I, like like uh, Manny said, I I don't watch the, the 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 French league at all. I I don't even watch Champions League at the moment. It's all about Europa League for me. All about well, Europa League. Vieira's having a similar situation at uh, Nice. You know, they've just got rid of a lot of their. Well, I say got rid of, but they've sold a lot of their decent players. And Seri went to Fulham, who was a really good player for them. Uh, he's he's having the same sort of issue that transitional period where you need to build your players up. So he's there. He's in the league as well. So we will be interested to watch them both. I was going to say, when does Nice play Monaco next? That would be a game to watch, wouldn't it? To watch the two managers and the two manager styles. Eighth of December. Put it in your oh, diary. He's looked it up already. <laughs> Put it in your diary. Yeah. Eighth of December. Oh, well, yeah. I was going to say, I'm I'm in London on the 8th of December as well. All right. Oh, yeah. What, what game are you down for? Uh, is it Huddersfield? All right. Okay. So no, Not the game, greatest yeah. game, but, you know, it's it's for the wife and her birthday. I'm taking her to the Emirates. It's, it's her birthday present. Hint, hint. Okay. <laughs> yeah. More yeah, mine, I but... Yeah, I, I, birthday presents like that are really good where you just get... You're getting involved in each other's passions, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you call yeah. it that, she's yeah. she's really like, oh, why do I want to do that for? Well, uh, you know, I know you listen, so we'll see you... We'll see you... Um, We'll see you when you come down, and I'll buy you. I'll buy you a glass of wine or whatever it is for your for your birthday. Uh, don't so. tell Danny, but I think it's a Malibu and Coke she'll be having. Malibu, no, this Malibu is not sold in North London anymore. Not after Danny's last antics. All oh, right, so, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that, that's now banned, but I'm sure we can get some contraband in somehow or another. Um, <laughs> yeah. On the subject of um, talking about your good wife, we look at the Arsenal ladies, um, and they've been doing really well. They beat Chelsea at Kings Meadow, which is their their home ground, last Sunday. They beat them five nil. Um, ending Chelsea's 25-game unbeaten streak, unbeaten streak uh, in the WSL. 
the Chelsea side had only conceded 13 times last season. And there was goals from Kim Little, um, Nobbs scored a uh, couple and Medima uh, got a couple of goals. But Kim's now out for 10 weeks after a challenge from the Chelsea player, Drew Spence. Did you see that tackle? Sorry? Did you see that tackle? Man. But she only got a yellow card for it, didn't she? I, I've, I've seen it briefly, I think. Yeah, I mean, the, you know what? The standard of, of officiating in England, be it the women's game or the men's game, is crap. Because how that wasn't a red card is is beyond me. She came from behind. No, she didn't try to go for the ball. It was all legs. You see, this is why I say fuck everything Chelsea. Jazz, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's getting a lot of abuse these days, but he he's calling it on, isn't he? He's he is calling it on. Deserves it. Deserves yep. it. Well, I've had my first sort of conversations with him recently. All right, what what was that then? <laughs> yeah, nothing nasty or like just more the disagreements. Yeah, hey, listen, he helps just debating, he, debating. Jazz Jazz is a goon, as we know, but he also lives in South London, so he goes to to Chelsea and. He does just do a wind-up on us all, I think, on, on the Chelsea side of things. But he has helped out a lot of people on tickets um, because he's got a, a network of friends uh, who are in and out of the country at various times. So he's, he holds their season tickets and uh, sometimes he gifts those tickets to, to friends of ours and so on. And we can get them. Uh, the Arsenal ladies, though, their next game is on Sunday, is it? Uh, the 21st, 2 o'clock, Meta Park against Reading. So um, hopefully the winning streak carries on. Uh, they're doing well in the league. Um, Arsenal are one of the, the longest established teams in the women's league and they are the most successful team. So we wish them all the best of luck. Listen, we're going to take a quick break. And after the break, uh, we'll come back with your questions and, and the Gooner debate. Back in a minute. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Good evening, boys. An Arsenal podcast. He shouldn't be leaving, give him a contract, but he doesn't. By Arsenal fans. He's one of our own, and I think he's brilliant. For Arsenal fans. Wyndham, you still got to go out and beat these teams, and that's exactly what we're doing. This is your Arsenal podcast. Wow, what a result. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Would he do that every week? I don't think so. There's a new feeling about the club. You heard we got our Arsenal back. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that new, that's a slightly new uh, version of our advert break. And it uh, covers some of the stuff we've done over the last month. And Alex, thanks very much for putting it together for us. Uh, what we were talking about while well, that was... Um, all, all downloading and getting ready was uh, other podcasts we listen to like I listen to a bit of 6 or 6 I listen to Ask Blog Ask Cast um, but Mike uh, has been listening to another podcast Mike what podcast have you been listening to? Manny's Manny's? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant Oh Go, my god uh, What better than Guns and Yellow Ribbons? Different. I'm not going to compare the two completely <laughs> different podcasts. Different. This is all about football. Manny's is is a world of its own. It's brilliant. I'd recommend it to anyone. It was funny. Go on then, oh Manny. T- tell us a little bit about this podcast and how long they are. Are they, are, are they an hour, an hour and ten minutes like no, these? No, no, no. Not an hour and, and ten minutes. So it's just, I got bored. You know, so I've got a bit of time on my hands at the minute. So I was like, you know what? I've I've heard enough about. And you got a new headset. Oh, here we go again. We like, can we just let it go? Let's just stop it. 
That's just, what prompted you to start doing it. I sent I sent you the link, got a headset. You went, oh, I like these. I'm going to do some more recording on these. Yeah. True. I'm not giving you that one. Yeah, it's you true. Know I got text to prove it. You know that I'm not giving you that one. But I like the headset. Okay, I like the headset. I'll give you that. Um, but got them and I was I was testing them out because obviously Fergus has been nagging at me for months. So when I got them and when I told him I finally got them, he was like, okay, test them out. So I came on, you know, what we usually record on and I tested them out. I was like, oh, these sound pretty good. And then I was like, all right, let me record some stuff. And yeah, I started talking. I've only got three up at the minute. Um, and it's The last of- one is meant to be the best. <laughs> your first one, I, I, I tried to listen to the first one. It's about UFC fighting and shit like that. And yeah, it, it, it's if it's not if it's not your if you don't watch UFC, then you might want to skip that one. Um, but the other two are just more you know general things I'm talking about. And yeah, if you want to listen to it, it's <laughs> it's called Untitled and Talking Shit. And the I in shit is an exclamation mark simply because I'm special and I wanted to do it that way. But yeah, it's just me just talking about random stuff. The last one I was and where is it? Is, is it on SoundCloud? It's iTunes? on SoundCloud, my friend. It's on SoundCloud. on SoundCloud. Untitled and talking shit. Die in shit. Exclamation mark. Excuse the profanity because I was told off earlier this week for swearing too much. So, yeah. Wow. We're, we're used to your profanity, but we control you on here. We, we have we have strict, strict, strict rules on, on certain profanities. Oh, there's that, no uh, rules over there. There's no rules on mine. I, I say whatever the hell I like. You know? <laughs> I say what I like. So, yeah, so, you're yeah. not kidding. <laughs> I, I, I've watched a couple of your Snapchatty YouTube clips that you've done before about different subjects. One of them, I think I was partly the subject matter of when I was coming back on the, the tube oh and God. I bumped into some children uh, yeah, little oiks with their Bluetooth speaker play, playing yo 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 music loud in a packed tube whoa, 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 whoa. what's I, yo I, yo yo music just shit music that's just <laughs> it, it's not as it's not it might be mainstream for younger people but it's not mainstream for a tube carriage yeah? no I agree with you and this is when you needed somebody like me though because you're nice Right, you're you're really nice. You just told them, can you just switch off the music? Me? Oh boy. Well, I I didn't just. I got a bit. I did get a little bit um, annoying. I'd been at the football all day, and I I was a bit braver because I had a few beers. So yeah, but I, so much so that I thought I'm outnumbered here. I know where they're going to get off because they're going to probably get off at the next stop where I was getting off. And I thought, no, you know what? This, I can get a cab right from this station here, which is just the same price. So I just darted off quickly and got off just to make sure I didn't get myself stabbed or beaten up or something like that. So there was one of me and about five or six of them so, blokes and girls. Yeah. So don't play your music in public. Put headphones on. No, I agree. I agree. Agreed. Anyway, kids. listen, that's off the subject. We're rambling on with absolute randomness anyway Arsenal they've signed a 300 million deal with Adidas Um, that's over five years now I know we touched on this when it was rumoured before and Mike mentioned some stuff about some of the kits and everything the deal's done Um, it's I think it's uh, trebled the current deal that we got with Puma doubled 
doubled doubled the current deal we got with Puma. Um, I didn't realise actually that Adidas and Puma were started up by brothers. Um, and Adidas, the guy was called Adolf, uh, was his first name. And I hope Ad- you get this last name right. Uh, I, I can't remember his last name, if I'm honest, Mike. I'm using your one on this one. Uh, <laughs> it's a good job, because if you said the other one... <laughs> oh, right, okay. Is, <laughs> have you done yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so um, he, his nickname was Addy, and after the war, because they were making stuff for the German army before the war, then after the war, uh, out of, obviously Adolf was not a, a very popular name in the kids' names of, of, of the following years, um, and he went Addy Das. Das is like, this is Addy. Uh, and Addy Das was born, and then Puma is his other brother. So, Mike, you, you, you'd have a view on this. Go on. And then, Manny, you can, you can have your, your say. Well, I've been sceptical about it recently um i think some of the kits that have been shown on social media are very nice kits but they're just what people have just made themselves what they hope would find um if you look at the kits recently that adidas have been bringing out ain't exactly brilliant at all if you check the uh manure pink kit that we've touched on before yeah, there's some history around there with a the newspaper or something like that, but how did that get signed off, seriously? Uh, I know think- a lot of people have been sceptical and critical of our kits, and yeah, some of them, rightly so. The I know people, a lot of people do like it, but I'm not particularly keen on our third kit, that green mint colour. Oh, how did that get signed through? It's I don't awful. know. Again, it's someone there is going, yeah, that tick that box, I'll have that one. That's Why ridiculous. do we need a third kit? It's just very, very rare as there a clash. And now that we're playing red shorts and red shirts as another variation, so we've eventually, we eventually end up with four kits. It's it's all about money making. There's there's a lot of teams out there with three kits now. It, it's just all to get more, you know, what I mean, more money out of you to buy an extra kit for fifty, sixty quid. And what did you think about the comments from one of the top top bods at? Uh, at Adidas, who said that Arsenal were were pretty crap at the minute, but they should probably could, could come good. I thought it was a bit. You, you know, see, that uh, guy definitely deserved a backhand, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> uh, if you look, well, I'm not being funny. I know it was, you know, I mean, like the last couple of years, we've won. Is it two FA Cups recently? Yeah, three FA Cups. Yeah, three, three FA, FA Cups, Cups in t- in four years. Yeah, three FA Cups in four years. What? Come on, seriously! Oh, they're the crap at the minute. Get, get fucking rang me his head against the door or something. Seriously, Manny. Um, yeah, I would have. I'd sign up to give him a backhand. Um, because yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was a low blow. Um, you absolute twat. I can't use the other word. See, but um, honestly, uh, the Puma kids haven't haven't filled me with with any sort of joy i think all of them have just been pretty mediocre to be fair um, anyone I, i've liked is the one with that silly red line down the middle but that's oh. only me I, I i didn't even like the line but it was the, the closest to a normal design oh, i don't i haven't really liked any of them i think i still think our way kit is ugly as hell i, I can't I, I just can't the third kit it, it's, it's just crap i think puma have been you know producing just crap shirts so um, we'll see what happens with the Adidas one. To be fair, I don't even buy shirts. To be fair, so um, do you reckon they'll uh, bring out a bruised banana one? I hope so. I really I don't do. think they will. 
I, I think that'll be more of a, you know, like a normal T-shirt that you buy from the store rather than, or online, rather than uh, be an actual. I don't kit. know. I, I think they might bring it out as we're back. No. No, okay. I can't see it. They haven't. They haven't done it before. Um, with any other one, you know, if you have a look at any other teams that they recently signed for, uh, they don't. They just bring out the kits that yeah, just I mean, change just the colours. Yeah, and it's they the just same mass produce shite and then change the colours on them. It, that, to me, that's all it is. It's the same with it's same with all of them. Uh, some of the night kicks this year have been awful as well. If you look at the Chelsea kit, that was fucking rancid <laughs> for me anyway. Like I don't, I don't know. I can't really remember back when we were looking at like. If you look at the JVC kit and we were at Adidas before, did our kit look like uh, other kits? Like if you look at the uh, Leicester and the Burnley kit, they, they've got Puma at the minute and you can just literally see that their colours have been put onto it and their badge, but it looks identical to where the cutoffs are and, and, and even some of their like tracksuit, tracksuit tops and things like that are all, all very similar. I'm just wondering... You know, was it like that before? Did, did everyone's strip look more or less the same? I don't think same? it was, and I think that's the problem. I think a lot of people are looking it with Adidas and seeing the old kits and how good they looked and everything back then and everything. And it's it's more down to rose tinted glasses. Uh, yeah, for me. Yeah. So, but now, for instance, uh, people, it, it's it's more companies now sort of mass produce a certain thing. Like obviously with Puma, a lot of them look the same. You got Nike, a lot of them look the same, but they just change colours and badges and stuff. If you look at the Spuds away kit, it's Barcelona's third kit, for instance. <laughs> so. Yeah, they couldn't even be asked, could they? <laughs> no, not all. But I mean, that, that's the way it is now. I mean, it, it is more down to it just mass produces it. If you look at the uh, Puma kits during the World Cup, some of them look really nice. With I think mean, it was the Uruguayan one had the the sun. Is it on in the uh, on the kit, like we've okay. got that, uh, that, that, oh, that diagonal thing going. Not diagonal. I'm trying to think. Like what you have on a heart machine. Uh, okay, like a lightning, a lightning yeah, bolt sort of well, thing. Yeah, it's just like a beep. Like <laughs> one of them. Yeah. I can't describe. I can't think of the name. But we have one of them in our kit at the minute on both on all of. Uh, no, just on the uh, home and away kit. So it, it's just it is just all mass-produced stuff now, and they just change the colours of him. I, I don't think it, it is going to be down to rose-tinted glasses. Uh, anybody read about Mustafi up all night doing prison break binges, saying he's going to bed early and still not getting up till uh, get, going to sleep till three o'clock in the morning, and this is all pre-season, and and you wonder why he loses concentration. You know, I, I like my eight-hour sleep. You would have thought a professional athlete. Uh, they would eat well, sleep well, da-da-da-da-da-da. He's a pillock. Again, for me, someone needs to go into his house and just give him a backhand and say, <laughs> sort your fucking shit out. Yeah, but why even talk about it? If that's what you're doing, keep it to yourself. Why go to the press and start saying? You know, because I just... he's an idiot. I mean, look at him. Look at him. You know, you want to praise him for a good performance against Fulham and then he comes out and says something so damn stupid. I mean, even if, like you just said, even if that is what you do, don't say anything. Just keep your mouth shut. Just say you watch it when you get home. That's it. It does make sense why he's always going to floor now. <laughs> I mean, oh, he, he's a pillock, honestly. Another guy that uh, comes into a lot of criticism is Granite Shaka. Granite Shaka was our captain last uh, last week at Fulham um, 
do you think you know he he done a good job last week uh the week the last game at Fulham do you think he could be our captain going forward uh, like do you think it would help this would help his game and with him and Torreira Manny I'll let you go first on that one no Scotty go first yeah I'm going to say I'll, shall I go first he's going to rant yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly go first uh, for me no he's not captain for me uh, we have got a few other players on that pitch who could potentially be good captains like, like Socrates uh, I think he's more of a person who you could see as a captain the way he you see him on the pitch, the way he points, he talks to people, he shouts at people, he moves people into position. I think he would be a better captain or better suited to a captain than Xhaka would be. Uh, other than that, we have got a ready-made captain in Lichsteiner, but he doesn't play as often. He don't, well, he doesn't play that often at all. Other than that, there isn't really, for me, any other players to to be honest I, I could see as a, a captain the one I could see but I don't know what his language skills are like um, and it's probably because we like that his style is Terea because he's quite aggressive and uh, but I don't know I don't know what he's he's probably not old enough and I, I don't know what his English yeah is, I think with English him being still like. young and new to the Premier League I think he he, he could potentially be mm. but if he develops his game he carries on developing his game and playing the way he plays at the minute yeah potentially two three years time he could be our captain Ra- Ramsey's uh, a shout I know what's going on with Ramsey and everything else but he's the guy who has been at the club the longest he understands uh, the history and you know the class and everything that there is about uh, Arsenal Football Club and I think he he's in the centre of the park I think I, th- I think he would be good captain material if they can rescue um, rescue that but I, I think that ship has sailed unfortunately Good. No, again for me, no, not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. He's not captain material. Mm-mm. So neither ma- is Ramsey. No, neither is is Bijako. Um, I get that he, you know, he captains. He's the vice captain for Switzerland. Good, great, but um, I do not see any leadership qualities, you know, coming out of the guy at all. Um, I don't really see him as a talker. Um, and then his language skills aren't that great either um speaking is good he, he, i mean he recently did an interview he was on soccer am doing an interview on you know teammates and stuff and he did it in german even though he speaks you know english somewhat yeah but we watched that manchester city thing on amazon and a lot of the fan a lot of the players um when they were doing recorded interviews were recording i didn't um, watch that crap sorry I didn't watch that crap. You should do. You should do. It's actually quite good. No, it's quite I'm good. good. It's, it's quite interesting to see. Uh, not going over old things again, but we've done it. Um, it was the one we were talking about, which went out over the weekend, Mike. Um, and we talked about Mendy, and we talked about Pep, uh, and a, a few other bits and pieces. But yeah, the the you know it, it is quite good. But all a lot of the players were interviewed in their mother tongue because you will get a no loss in translation and everything else. So I can understand that. But I, I've seen him interviewed for Arsenal Television, um, like Arsenal Media, and a few other bits and pieces. And, and his English is good. His English is better dude, than your German, dude. I'll say this. Right, and, and I get your point about you know him wanting to do an interview in German because you would get more out of him and a better explanation. It was crap. The interview itself is like I, I learned nothing about any of the teammates he was talking about. You know that there was 
there was no real backstory. There was no real, you know, animation from the. He just looked so stale. You know, I was listening to something on Talk Sport. I, I dropped my daughter off to the airport tonight, and just before we came on here, I was listening to something on Talk Sport, and they were talking about it's a, a subject that I was going to touch on as well, which is the Moyes comments about um, that the Premier League is not as competitive as it was back in the day when Arsenal, oh, Man United were fighting it out for top spots and everything else. And somebody came along. He's on another idiot. You know what? I think he's got a bit of a point because, you know, it's really, been, yeah, yeah. I do, I do think he's got a bit of a point. And and the comment that was made was, you know, they're all media trained a lot more now, um, and there's not as much needle among some of the players as there was between Keane and Vieira, uh, um, Horseface and Martin Keown, Van Nistelrooy and Martin Keown, uh, you know, and. There was another comment, which was all around the same sort of time, which was to do with uh, Bradley Wiggins talking about Lance Armstrong and saying, I would listen to the interview this morning and Bradley uh, Wiggins was asked about whether he, um, what he thought of Bradley, uh, uh, sorry, Sir Lance, uh, Lance Armstrong, Jesus Christ, get the words out, folk. Um, uh, Lance Armstrong, and he said it, it inspired him when he was a kid to go out there, no matter what, it, whether he's a drugs cheat or not, and that they, they are facts. But um, he he said it was great, and he felt freedom now that he was away from Team Sky. He could say what he wanted, when he wanted, and didn't have to worry about it. And I think maybe in the case of Shaka, he's just delivering out just, oh, yeah, he's really nice, you know. No, 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 because, you know... Kevin De Bruyne done the same and Kevin De Bruyne was more animated and, you know, jovial and made a few jokes. You know, I'm not saying, you know, give us like all the dirty details about your teammates, but show a bit of character, you know what I mean? Show a bit of dynamism. And it, there was nothing coming from Jack. It was stale. I'll send you the link. You can watch it for yourself and you'll say I'm not over-exaggerating. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, what I'll do is you can post the link in the comments of this on Facebook, and then everyone can see it, and also in the comments on, on the Twitter page as well. So Sweet. people people don't know already, we're on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Um, Reese Nelson, he's having a he's having a great time. He's he's found, you know, he's scored in the Champions League. He scored twice in the Bundesliga, and he scored a corker for um, England on the 21s against Scotland, a 30-yard free kick into the top corner. Um, there's talk about him coming back in January. Uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think, well, that goal was quality for England that he did. A great free kick. Straight in the top corner as well. Brilliant. Uh, with, with him coming back in January, I could see that. Uh, especially if we don't, well, I can see us losing Ramsey in January, so I can we we need that. I think if we don't go for a winger in January, or we get outpriced, depending on what our war chest is in January, I can see if, if he comes back, I can see that as being a good thing. And would he knock Iwobi out of his place? Not necessarily knock Iwobi out of his place, no. But he gives us an extra extra option on. Does he play more on the right than he does on the left, though? Yeah, he does. Yeah, more right so he gives us that extra option on the right hand side with so we can have a winger us, on both sides. With yeah, especially yeah with Özil in the, where he should be in the middle. If if we're going to say where he should be, 
rather than having Doctor in that right-hand side with Mkhitaryan or Ramsey or Ozil. We just keep churning them out on that right-hand side rather than having a, a proper winger. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. He's and if he's, if he's doing that well, and if he is doing well, why not bring him back? He's looking good. He's looking confident. You know, he he. he, he I, I'm I'm like I'm loving what I'm seeing. But me personally, I would prefer if he stays at Hoffenheim for for the year, simply for his own development. You know, what I mean, I don't know how much effect it would have going to Germany and then coming back to to England mid season. I don't know how how that will have an effect on his form. So I would think that you know having a year where he's in a place where he's settled somewhat and he can learn and work on his game would be better um, than him coming back in January. That's just that's just my take on it. That's that that that. Uh, you know what? I can't really argue very much. We have got a lot of youngsters, a lot of talented youngsters in that youth team at the moment, and with the new structure that we've got with Unai Emery in, in place, and he does like to promote from within. Um, he done it at Seville. Um, you know, he he's done it quite a lot. Can you see him doing it with our youth and Nelson being one, and 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 we got Smith Rowe? You know, who else can you see in there that's ready for that transition? Is Smith Rowe ready yet? And 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 who else would you would you say could step up? Maitland Niles, we forgot about him. You know, because obviously he's been injured. But Maitland Niles. Um, is Smith Rowe ready? He stepped up a lot last year, didn't he? Yeah. I was going to say yeah, there's an argument his, to say that Maitland Niles has stood up. Yeah. Yeah, but because of, because obviously he has he's only played one game, you know, for Emery and he was at left back. Um, so I would I would say he's he's got to prove himself, you know, under Emery before we can say that you know he's ready to make that that step up because we don't know how he's gonna you know adapt to the Emery system. Um, Smith Rowe, I feel like he needs to go out on loan. To be fair. Um, Possibly because he's not going to get enough game time, but there is the Europa yeah. League and and the cup games. Yeah, no, I agree, but I just think it's not regular enough, you know, for a kid who's who's clearly got potential. Um, I just don't think it's enough games for him to to show that, and I don't think him playing for the under twenty threes is a decent enough level for him to be ready to make that step up next season, which I think he will. Um, there was talk of him going to to Monaco in January, um, but I'm only with that if he's going to get game time. You know, so I would I want him to play football more regularly. To be fair, yeah, that's that's the issue with loans. You're not always necessarily going to get game time. But I personally, I'd like to see him stay and push his way through, which I think he's doing now. And well, I think I, don't, I think I don't want I don't want Ramsey to be replaced either. I'd rather see Smith Rowe replace Ramsey when he goes in January. I'm going to say what, when that, he goes because I reckon he will. That's what I was going to say. If Ramsey goes in January. Then Smithrow or Maitland Niles, almost to a certain degree, can backfill that position, can't they? I agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anybody else that, that stands out to you? Well, we got Eddie, haven't we? Yeah. Oh, Ketia looks so good. Oh, he needs. I really want him to succeed. Um, with Welbeck's contract running down, um, will he be taking that third striker spot? Who knows. Would you would you renew Whalebacks? Oh, that's a good question. I don't he's know. He's done nothing wrong. No, he hasn't. He's looked good. He has looked good. Oh, he that's can a play tough one. anywhere in that on the in the attacking role. He can play left, right, middle. 
He's a good util- utilitarian player, and I just, I personally, I'd like to see him get maybe another two, three years. Just because mm-hmm. he's just, you know, he's he's good for cover. He's good when you know when he played at um, in the Europa League. He showed he can he can still play, and he is still good. Uh, yeah, there is questions of his legs sometimes, and he gets the ball lost under him. But yeah, but I mean, that just comes down with not having enough of, game time. He still frightens the shit out of um, defense with his speed. He does. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he, he is still good enough to play, and I think I wouldn't like to see him go. And he he seems to be interacting very well with Iwobi and. Uh, you know, you saw against Fulham. If we can do that again, the next couple of games, um, I say the, the next couple of games are vital that we win before we come up against Liverpool and and, and build with confidence. And so, um, a lot of these guys are, are are Wenger players, and but we're not um, a Wenger era anymore. We're now into Unai. When would you consider? This team that we've got now, and the youth and the and the, the the players we've talked about, when would you consider that that they're an Emery team rather than a Wenger team? And now, he, me personally, yeah, really, yeah, consider it now. Wenger okay. has gone. No, okay. you know what? I, I I still think you know that team has that Wenger stench to it. You know, there's still his players in there. You know, there's only one. You know, Leno, uh, you can say Socrates and Torreira, you know, who are starting, you know, now. So that's only three players and you can add Guendouzi, Guendouzi to that as well. You know, so it, it's still pretty much... Lacazette, he's like a different player. Yeah, but it's still that's still under the, the Wenger era. Aubameyang, same thing. Mkhitaryan, same thing. So um, I think personally, come back to me at the end of, you know, 2020, you know, the end of, you know, 1920, yeah. Okay, and so at the moment you you talk about the stench of Wenger, which I find a little bit offensive. But oh, please you know. don't 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 start. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it's a little bit disrespectful. But when, don't so, don't let's, start. Let's, let's let's phrase it. When, when does the shadow of Wenger become a legacy and and history? Hmm. Um, oh. you know what? Uh, it, it all depends on how Emery, you know, how Emery does. Um, in the next, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this season, but two following seasons after that, you know, will determine a lot. Uh, will he get that of his? I, I would like to think he so. Better. He better. He better. Um, you know, he's just calm, and you can see what he wants to do. You know, and it's not going to come overnight. You know, Klopp. You know, it took him a good three years to get this Liverpool team that he's got now, and he's got them playing the way he wants them to. Um, so it takes managers time. Um, I think he deserves that. And if, and if the players are responded to him, if the results are, you know, how they are now, if we're moving in the upward trajectory, I don't see why he shouldn't be given the time. He needs the no, time. I, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Why well, did win the Premier League in his first year? No, it took him took him a season uh, and, then, and a load of money. Yeah. Um, I don't know if people have seen that other thing about Man United, the amount of money that spent since Fergie went. Oh, God. No, oh, dear. Isn't it uh, close to a billion? Yeah. Yeah. It's a ridiculous amount. And ridiculous. There is player inflation. Like, you know, we talk about Shaka, we talk about Mustafi. 30-odd million pounds for players of that standard. Jesus. <laughs> you know. We're not going to get our money back on them. Nope. 
Well, no, that's you, done. Don't, you don't know. It depends if you... Yeah. I think somebody was willing to offer us 30 million or 35 million for Mustafi um, last window, weren't they? But we kept hold of him because we, defensively, I don't think we wanted to ship out any. And I think some may get shipped in 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 um, probably in the summer, and then we'll get replacements in there. Uh, another defender. Surprised. I'd be very surprised if Mustafi is still here next season. No, I, I was going to say next season. Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he'll go. No, I don't think we'll lose well. anybody. Sorry, Mike, I'm speaking over you. Oh, you are right. And I was just saying I would be surprised if he's, if he's still there next season. I hope he isn't. Seriously. Well, another defender that um, probably won't be there next season is Lauren Koscielny. Our Willie, he retired from uh, f- international football from uh, f- for France. And he's come out in the press and he's given an interview in French, which, Manny, you've listened to. And, OK, I'm not asking you for a word-for-word translation. One, we haven't got the time. Two, um, yeah. Give, give us a bit of a flavour of what happened. Bear in mind, he did make an announcement that he was going to give up international football for his country after the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the interview was a hard watch um, in the sense that, you know, he went over the injury and, you know, how he was feeling down and how he didn't, you know, allow people to help him, you know, because he was pretty much at his lowest depth. He even started to cry in the interview. Um, which was uh, I'm a cynic so I don't know why you're sitting there crying Um, what bugged me you know about the whole interview was okay he he admitted he was selfish in his in his thoughts that you know he was happy that France qualified but then there was another side to him that wanted you know France to lose now from a football standpoint or actually no from a from a you know, a French, a fellow Frenchman. Uh, it's hard for me to sit here and and listen to another Frenchman say that he wants his team to lose. You know, even though he admitted he was he was selfish in thinking that way, I still think that that's not something you come out and admit. For me, it's left a bit of a a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. You know, for a footballer to want to see you know fellow colleagues and fellow countrymen to fail. You know, I I. I you know, and he was saying that the World Cup is, you know, there will always be an asterisk next to it um, because he feels like he didn't really get a fair crack at it, which which I understand. And, you know, he had a go at, you know, the coaches and I'm guessing some of the teammates as well, you know, who didn't support him um, throughout the injury, which I totally get. But that part about, you know, wanting France to lose, no, I, I, sour you, taste. You, you, you were saying on, on that chat um, about... Um, him saying he was left and felt abandoned and all that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff, yeah. yeah. But I had listened again. I in, I'm in the car. I'm a rep, so I'm in the car a lot, a, a lot and I listen to a, an awful lot of uh, sports radio and talk sport and five live and podcasts and everything else. And there was one I heard. It was a European correspondent. He went on to talk about uh, some other teams in Europe, but he was talking about that particular interview and he said that they offered to fly him out uh, to be part of the squad and he was in the dressing room wasn't he uh, when he was France- he was in the dressing room there's a picture of him with Pogba holding you know holding the cup you know so he was invited out but he just felt completely abandoned and he felt that he couldn't fully be happy because he wanted to be a part of that you know which I understand but the injury was nobody's fault you know, it wasn't his fault. Nobody tackled him, you know, and to to think that way, 
I don't know how I feel about it. It's, it's I can't look at him the same way, to, to be honest with you. You know, because I think it's just selfish. That, okay, what makes you think France would have won if you were in, in the defence? You know, because you were part of the squad who played in, in Euro 2016 and you were part of the reason why we lost that final. So, you know, just because you didn't, you weren't in the squad, it doesn't mean that we were guaranteed to win it. We still had to go out there and win it. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, mm. I can't look at him the same way. Mind you, I remember Danny Welbeck coming out and talking about when he was on a long-term injury and the dark places they go to and 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 stuff like that. And he he made a quite a not emotional but poignant interview. And he talked about he thanked his friends and family and the people he had around him. He thanked the club as well, Arsenal, but um, that it was more about the people around him and stuff like that. And maybe maybe Lauren just felt like he didn't have those people around him they were they were distracted with being at the World Cup um, and they had to get on with what they were doing and he just felt you know left out and alone and if you're down maybe a bit of that I, I, I can't empathise with it that much because that's not the way my head works but I, I know it does for some people yeah I can't I can't either to be fair you know because like, it's, like I said the, the injury was completely accidental you know and it was nothing to do with France it was at Arsenal he was being treated by Arsenal exactly and he, he was under Arsenal's you know umbrella yeah, what yeah. the fuck has it got to do with France if he got injured on French international duty handed back to Arsenal which players do and there would be you know all that would have happened is the French physio would have come along and said contacted Arsenal said is he ready no he's not available right I need to concentrate on my 25 squad members not somebody who's be looked after elsewhere totally get that and and from an arsenal perspective i look at it and, I'm, and i ask myself do i really want somebody who has that sort of mentality to be captain of my team i don't know about that you know because again that interview came across really selfish you know so yeah that, that's my two cents mm. mike you got anything to add uh, not really um i think you've you two have pretty much covered it similar to what I would probably would have said anyway. Um, I don't think I would have changed anything different. I think I think I mentioned before on social media, if he's not actually been contacted at all from the FFA or the Champs or any of the training staff or anything like that, then I, I think personally that's bad business. I think they should have contacted him. But you can't expect him... In well, in the same sort of sense, you can't expect them to keep in contact with him when they've got a job to do as well. Hmm. Well, it, 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 it's twos and I think it's, it comes down to twos and throws, and I think unfortunately he's got him himself worked up about it and worked up about well, the whole situation, and you, it, it's just got to him. I think you look at um, Seamus, as I call him. Ryan Sigerson. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there, was, there, there was big talk about him going to um, going to the World Cup and he wasn't picked for the squad. Do you think Gareth Southgate, bar maybe one phone call saying, is not right for you now, Ryan, um, do you think he kept in con- constant contact with him over the tournament? Did he fuck? He might have been messaging some of his mates who were in the group, but they're probably all in one big WhatsApp group and talking among themselves rather than, you know... I think I remember seeing something on... I think it was a league of their own. I think Jack Wilshire was on there. And he didn't get picked for the World Cup for England. And he said he got... He he was just sat around waiting for the phone call. He got the phone call to say that he wasn't going. 
and uh, that was it. He never really, you know what I mean? I don't think he said he heard out anything again from him, which you'd expect. It's Yeah, they've got a job to they're get not, They're not your actual club, are they? They're not going to keep in constant contact with you uh, to see how you are, to see how you're feeling, make sure you're eating, you know what I mean? All the dietitians and physios and everything else that come with that, they're not going to keep in contact with you because I don't think they've got that sort of... <laughs> They've got a month, six weeks yeah. to get together and get on with it and try and get to a World Cup final by look. But they didn't. They only got to uh, Excuse me? But, but before you rudely interrupt, you need to listen to what I said. Go on. I said, uh, referring to Jack Wilshire, referring to the England squad, and saying that it had six weeks to try and get to a World Cup final, and they only got there by luck. And then you You're interrupted. Talking about England? I was talking about England. Yep. Mm. You know. Yeah. Well. Oh, he hates <laughs> being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about us. I misheard. No. I misheard. It's all about the French. No, you know what? I'll. I'll we have a do, title. You know what? I'll. I'll <laughs> Fuck it <no. laughs> You know what? The best way, the best way I can describe this whole Kashoni and the Frick and the France team situation, right? It's like your best friend. Right? At, at a point in time, you're really close. But as you start growing up and as you start getting on with your lives, you've got two different, you know, you've got two different paths. So you may not talk for an extended period of time, but when you do come back together, it is all love. You may not talk for six months. But then out of the blue, one will call the other, and all of a sudden you'll pick you'll pick things up like nothing, like you haven't you've been speaking for six months. So it's it's the same me. I just think Kishani's a big baby, to be honest with you, and I think he needs to get over himself, you know. And it just generally disappointed you, didn't it? Really, it did. I just I just I sat there and I just like it just left a terrible taste in my mouth. How can you? Not even as, forget as a footballer, but as a fellow Frenchman, how can you sit there and say there was a part of you that wanted them to lose? You can know you what? imagine if that was an England an English player, they would have slated him, you know, for thinking that way. Or a fellow Englishman, you know, that you were in a, in a pub with, or you were watching England get to the semis, because everyone wanted to believe and everyone wanted to be positive. But for you to come out and say that, nah. Nah. I feel your pain because... It was the same for me when one of my heroes and uh, support, uh, a, a player I supported openly cheated and admitted to cheating to knock Ireland out. Oh, for God's sake, will you <laughs> let that go? I'm just, I'm just empathising, that's all. Ireland would have gone on to, the, was it the Euros or was it the World Cup? Was it Euros? I don't know, but you, but you end up... Go, uh, is the Euros because you end up with went home with nil point. With what? Nil point. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, Ireland would have they wouldn't have come out of the group either. Okay? Even now you can't even beat Wales. So get over it. Uh this was a few years ago, we probably could have. Get over it. It was a long time ago. Bloody hell, you hold on to things like a Rottweiler. Let it go. Somebody should write a song about that, you know? Something yeah. maybe about a snowman. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fuck! Can't get good at this shit. Oh wow. my god! And I think Frozen is so overrated as well. Uh, it just reminds me of my, bro- my brother's wedding. There was a little girl who was there. They wanted the flower flower girls, and all she sang the whole night was "Let It Go, oh, Let It Go." <laughs> oh, <my laughs> and on the stag do, I think we were singing it in Munich. So yeah. Jesus. So injury news. 
Socrates, anybody know how long he's out for? Yeah, I don't think anything's been done yet. So Nothing? No. no. Okay. I don't know. Mavroponis, he's out till the end of this month, I think, still with the groin. Mm. Uh, it, Maitland-Niles, I think he's back to light training. Yeah. Uh, yeah Check should be back, but you, I would expect to see him on the bench. Uh, against. I want to see Leno keep his pace. Uh, you know what? I, uh, it's going to take a lot to keep him. You know, he's put Leno back on the bench. I think it's going to take a lot now. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. He's done nothing wrong, and we looked a lot more fluid at the back, or a lot more natural at the back with him there. And because um, probably it's saying aiming for end of November, I I honestly don't see him coming back. I really I don't, don't want to see him in an Arsenal show if he's going to have that sort of attitude. I was that put off by the interview. Hmm. I think if he does have that opportunity, he's got a long uphill battle to get back in the squad for me. You know, yeah, with the way but could you not Socrates get in, and Holden are playing. Could he not get in ahead of um, Mustafi? <sighs> That's a question, Holden isn't it? Holding the Socrates. I have to agree. I have to yeah. agree. Listen, guys, a few technical glitches along the way that people will know nothing about because I will work my magic later tonight. Um... It has been great. Mike, it's nice to call you Mike, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Manny, as always, uh, it's, been, it's been really good. Guys, um, if you do want to contact us, you can contact us on our Facebook page. Manny will put that uh, link in the comments with this uh, podcast. So we're on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We're on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And if you want to email us, it's info at gunsandyellowribbons.com. Thanks very much, people. Uh, this is an Arsenal podcast. It is by Arsenal fans, for Arsenal fans. Just keep listening. If you do, uh, you know, put a review on iTunes or SoundCloud, a little love heart or something like that to say you like and appreciate what we do. It, we, you know, we like, we like the feedback. Um, but and enjoy it with your friends and share it. Don't forget we're on Instagram. Oh yeah, we're on Instagram as well. Yeah, because you you and Johnny from the North Bank are doing that, aren't you? No, just Johnny. I think at the minute. It's just Johnny at the minute. Okay, and that's at that's Instagram Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I don't know what they call ats in blah, blah, any of that stuff. I I don't do Insta. I tried to do it, couldn't get on with it. Anyway, up the Arsenal. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.